Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Centurion Leadership Battalion podcast, your source of accountability, inspiration, and motivation to become your best and reach your fullest potential every day. Our motto, it's simple, to use our determination to crush our everyday leadership tasks so that we dominate in our delivery of services and products to our clients and achieve victory and personal growth, profitability, and creating environments for those around us to prosper. Let's get this show started. Welcome back to Centurion Leadership Battalion podcast. My name is Elena, your host again, and today we are back with part three of ownership with Justin Bizarro. And today we're going to be focusing on how physically owning something correlates with ownership. Welcome back, Justin. Thank you, Elena. How are you doing today? I am doing well. I'm excited to dive into this part three and then tie them all back together. I think we've covered a lot of content with ownership. I think it's going to be very valuable for anyone who listens. I agree. And um, I really think that, you know, as the podcasts come along, um, hey guys, follow Elena and I on Instagram. Elena's is Elena.Hamade at our on Instagram and I'm Justin, no dot, just Justin Bizarro at Instagram as uh, as well. And Elena's is A-L-A-I-N-A dot H-A-M-A-D-E, and I'm J-I-S-T-I-N-B-I-Z-Z-A-R-R-O, and you can find Centurion Leadership Italian on Instagram and Facebook as well, so follow us, and seriously, subscribe to the podcast. I know there's people listening. I can see you guys subscribe and share the podcast with people if you enjoy what we're doing. I can see you guys actually listening, so um, you know, Elena and I see what you guys are up to, sneaking around, getting your leadership fix every day. <laughs> So share it with your friends and, you know, come out of the closet and, and spread leadership a little bit and, and share it on your, your social media and stuff. We're taking our time to do it. So I think, you know, help us out a little bit here. Um, speaking of ownership. So I think on where we were in part one, you know, ownership being that if you want to take leadership, you need to own that. You need to share it and encourage other people to be leaders as well as being led um, in all of your life. So the importance of owning something and how it correlates to ownership or leadership specifically, I want to talk about this because I think leadership is often viewed as a non-tangible item, um, but it's hard to be perceived as a leader and giving credibility in the long run um, in business um, even in politics without some sort of tangible achievements, um, number of years, something that people can really grab onto and own. But I think as an entrepreneur and as business and even as um, politicians, people want to know that you can handle money well, that you can handle your business well, that you can handle your life well. I think there's a lot of trust considering money plays such an important role in our lives and it can add such stress to relationships. Um, that it's an ex- a, a very important part of leading. But I would say the thing that we don't realize, and we have to admit this, is that owning things and striving for financial things, it's not a bad thing, and money's not a bad thing. 
um, that leadership and that wanting to physically own something or have ownership over something like a house or a car or a business or a soccer team or whatever, you know, lofty they are um, and dreams they are. Lofty is the wrong word because it makes it sound negative, but I certainly have huge dreams of my own. Hopefully this comes true. So I'll put it out on the podcast of like owning a formula one sports team or a soccer team professionally. You know, those are goals that I think would be fun. It's not what drives me, um, but it's things that I think are cool and lofty dreams, um, not negative. Again, um, wrong word. But that ownership is what drives me to lead, to do better by the people around me because I can't get to those dreams or those goals without the people around me and leading those people around me and having them lead in their own lives and then make money and live by the dreams that they have, whatever that is, maybe it's owning a NASCAR team or whatever other thing they could have. It's not everyone's cup of tea is Formula One, as an example. But it's hard to get credibility and own without owning things. And in the modern world where someone can just take a picture in front of a Ferrari and get a thousand likes, even though they don't own it, I think it's important that we differentiate between what that is. Like there's a difference between me taking a photo in front of something and saying, I'm trying to achieve this life goals. And there's the difference of, you know, trying to sell someone or pretend like you're owning it or use it as something to falsify information for people to believe in you. That's not leading. That's actually misleading. That's manipulating. And so in the world that we live in, in social media and all that, and the way leadership's done, we often think that falsifying or the term fake it until you make it means you're faking these things until you whatever. But the reality is this one, you don't want to do that. You want to really take ownership of things in the non-tangible and the tangible form and that they hold you accountable, both do. And trying to achieve something in ownership and something forces you to go through the steps of doing something that's hard, that forces you to self-reflect and take ownership of yourself in the non-tangible way, at least in my experience. Um, in the pursuit of owning things or having more, I think people often are like, why are you going to do that? You need to take care of your family. What are your priorities? You should get a safe, comfortable job. I think that's all important. And I think leading your family is taking care of your family. Um, do not get me wrong. But I think that um, that really taking care of your family um, and taking ownership of stuff is what is it that I own that can be passed down for generations, both monetarily and non-monetarily? Um, what is it that the opportunities I'm giving the kids, obviously, don't want to just give them money with no skills. So, um, but I do want to give them money. So what is it, the skills that I'm instilling? Because regardless of how we feel, the natural outcome of leadership is financial reward most of the time. If you're a true leader, I guess if you're not a true leader also, it can happen. But I think if you're a true leader um, and you believe you can find financial success in whatever way you're, you're leading, whether it's even in a church, um, you can take care of your family or, or in other ways. There's ways that financially they're rewarded, whether it's the church you work in does better or whatever your business or the government does better. I think there's financially ways that are rewarding. But I think for the individual, we have to admit that owning things and having these trophies during a life while they don't last for generations, um, 
the way we sort of share them or embrace them or teach them or use them as drivers versus um, objects. Um, meaning, you know, this is an accomplishment. I got this car or Lamborghini, for example, as an accomplishment. And you need to work hard for these things. And we demonstrate that ownership of nice things comes from the non-tangible ownership of my leadership and my daily life and my discipline and the core values that I instill. Then the ownership that we want and the non-tangible things is very possible, you know. And if we aren't short enough to set ourselves to just the tangible ownership of the car, we'll see that maybe the people that do really well, the reason they have many cars is because it's not actually about the ownership of the cars. The cars are just the, the, the symptom of them dealing with the problems of, that they find in the world and providing solutions and doing it through leadership. So these things, these symptoms that happen, these weird byproducts of owning things that give us all credibility as leaders actually helping come from the non-tangible ownership. But it's weird the non-tangible ownership really gets credibility once we've taken it to the ownership level. But the real leader is the one who went through the non-tangible ownership to get the tangible ownership. And that's really how it ties all together. And you should get the tangible ownership. Work hard, whether it's you want to donate it. It gives you a lot of power to lead in your family and your community when you have wealth, when you have led in that way, when you have things that you physically own. And it's not a falsified thing that I'm just keeping up with the Joneses or whatever. It's a real thing. Like I've earned this. I'm paying my bills, you know, and if I'm not, I'm doing it because I'm helping the people that work for my business or I'm doing, you know, my community, or I'm making sure my family has a roof or head. There's, you know, we have to really take ownership of our ownership of our things and ownership of our leadership in our lives. I don't know if that makes complete sense, Elena, but. Um, I think that made a lot of sense, um, especially the portion talking about how tangible ownership correlates um, with non-tangible ownership and how those things can actually be used as objects to, to kind of demonstrate the different leadership roles that you have. I love that. Yeah, so I think, I mean, in the audience, I think you need vision boards, right? You need vision boards that are hardcore tangible things that you want in your life, but you also need a vision board where that's more abstract and it's non-tangible. You know, I have cars and boats and wave runners on my vision board. They're very tangible things. They're money. They cost money and they're on my board because I want them and I visualize them and manifest those into my life and me driving them and on it. And since I've really figured out how to manifest, we can talk about manifestation and leadership in another podcast. I think we should, but because I'm I want that ownership of a tangible item of that car and I'm driven by it. It forces me as Justin Bizarro to accept that I as human nature, I have these things, but in order to get them and do it the right way and be a good human and a good leader, I need to take ownership of the non-tangible things, which is growing people and making sure that they too have financial success in their life and can take care of their families. And they're too growing the generations after them. And in a weird way, that gives me credibility also because I'm helping out those people financially. So and giving them ownership, not only tangible, but non-tangible or the option to do so. Some people waste money and blow it and whatever. But what I'm saying is um, 
those that can and choose to have the ability to. And it's not for me to choose. Once I've given the money, if someone does something bad with it, it's, it's their choice. If they lead theirs in their own way, but we can provide leadership skills to Centurion Battalion and stuff to hopefully help people lead in the right way, financially, non-financially, tangible and non-tangible, physically owning something, you know, owning something such as a task that's non-tangible. So I hope that helps everyone for today. And I think that's a good wrap up. Absolutely. I think that just overall going through the different ways of ownership, whether you own something or not, or it's, you know, a monetary thing for you or not, there's so many different types of ownership and ownership is really a trait of a leader, no matter, you know, what role or position you're in. I think we've done a good job of conveying that and explaining that uh, over and over. So really just want to drive that point home of you can be a leader and, you know, have ownership over things like you just said, whether it's tangible, non-tangible, all of those. And I just, I, I 100% and I'm sorry to keep going on, but I have one more thing. I think it's just really important that we realize that it's okay to be materialistic and it's okay to do those things. Obviously you shouldn't blow your stuff or get into credit card debt or, or debt. I mean, you've got to manage your life and lead yourself financially. But I think what it is, is if you set them as goals that you can achieve in this short run, that they're very long-term goals, you know, I want this house or I want this car, I want this boat, you know, it takes a long time to get there. And, and even though I've had cars and houses and whatever, probably sometimes more than I have now or less than I am now, the reality is that I have exactly what I want now once I was able to manifest it and truly to come up with both the tangible and non-tangible things I wanted in my life. And once I was able to manifest them and put them on a board, the next step was taking ownership of it that I truly did want ownership of, of wealth and money and cars and houses. And also that I wanted ownership in my leadership in my life and my businesses and the non-tangible way. And when I wanted people to have both tangible ownership and non-tangible ownership in their own lives. And once I really made that shift, like I would say for 100% certainty about three and a half years ago, all the weird things that I wanted to own physically came into my life automatically, like at a rate that was so rapid that I can't even begin to explain it. And I've been with food service partners and an entrepreneur for easily and verifiably incredibly for 23 years, not including when I started mowing lawns when I was three to five years old and fruit stands and whatever else and mowing fields all my life. So arguably I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur, but it took up building that skill. And so that skill really, in my opinion, was starting to be built over the last 23 years as food service partners. I gained a lot of skills and belief and confidence before them, but it is a skill. And that skill, no matter how much I had, was lacking the, that really manifestation and, and ownership and understanding that I needed to give ownership to everyone. Thank you so much for putting all of that together, you know, so well into three different episodes and breaking it down. I think it's going to be extremely helpful. And if you haven't listened to the previous two episodes, make sure you check those out because they all are different parts and portions of going over ownership.